Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to another episode of Cinema Conversations with Poe. I'm your host, Poe. How is everybody? How are you all doing? I hope you're having a great day, wherever you are, wherever you're listening to this. Uh, this is episode two of season two uh, of Cinema Conversations with Poe. Today's episode is going to be my review and thoughts on Poor Things, the latest film from, I hope I say this right when I pronounce it, Yorgos Lanthimos. I hope I've said that right. If not, I can only apologise. If you're not familiar with him, he made the films such as The Killing of the Sacred Deer, of a Sacred Deer, I think, and The Lobster, The Favourite, and I'm yet to watch those two, and I call myself a film addict. <laughs> um, although I did watch The Killing of a Sacred Deer last year, I believe, and it was fantastic. It had Barry Keoghan, Colin Farrell, Nicole Kidman... And it was just, oh, it was a, probably, it was a, it was just phenomenal. They say, they call it a thriller, but I think it was a bit more than that. But there's The Lobster that I'm yet to watch and The Favourite and a bunch of others. But I have watched one of his films and fell in love with uh, his style and how he does his films straight away. And when I saw Poor Things, at first I was a little bit, you know, I was like, oh, it looks interesting, but didn't really spark my attention as much until I saw a bunch of other people talking about it on Twitter, saying that it's amazing and it, you know, it's wild, it's raunchy and everything. And I thought, okay. And the more that the, I think it's because I stayed away from the trailer. You know, I didn't want to watch it at the trailer at all. And I remember watching the trailer and then going, this actually looks interesting and the visuals and everything. And especially the cast, you know, it's it's it stars Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, Willem Dafoe, Rami Youssef, Christopher Abbott, Jared Carmichael, Margaret Kelly. I hope I've said that right. Um, so you know, and then seeing that it got a lot of a lot of praise at I want to say Venice or Cannes, Cannes. I hope I've said that right. I, I, I forgive me for that, but. Uh, I was given, I was able to see this as an unlimited screening at uh, my local cinema, uh, and honest to God, this film was just extraordinary on so many levels. This film was just unbelievable, and I say that in a good way because it was it was very captivating. I have to say, just from the opening shot and the colors and. The style of this film, it's it, it was fantastic. I mean, yes, it is very raunchy, I must say. Because, uh, you know, there's quite a bit of sex scenes in here. And obviously it's 2024 and people still get offended by sex scenes. Which, I don't know why, because sex is a natural part of life. But I don't know why people get offended by it in films. Um, you know, in this context, I mean... For this film, it was quite raunchy um, and wild in some scenes. Uh, it was funny, actually, because two people, four people left in total. There was two people that were sat next to me, and they left to go and see Aquaman. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then two people left uh, during uh, in the middle of a sex scene, which I thought was hilarious. Um, so, but poor things was just extraordinary. I was lost for words for this, you know, in terms of the story and the writing and the performances were just incredible. 
and I think uh, I think Emma Stone actually just recently won the Golden Globe for it actually, um, and she rightfully deserved it because her performance in this is one of my favorite performances from her. You know, she's if if you're not familiar with Emma Stone, which I hope you should be, she was in Superbad and. I would say she's most known for Gwen Stacy in the Amazing Spider-Man films, in the duology with Andrew Garfield. She was also in La La Land, with uh, who she acted uh, alongside with Ryan Gosling. Uh, but her performance in this film was just... It was unbelievable. You know, it's... How do I say it? How do I describe it? She's... It's like... It's not a Frankenstein film... Let, let let that be clear, it's not that. When you watch the trailer, you think, oh, this is going to be like a, a, a Frankenstein type of film. It's not. It's the complete opposite and stuff. Throughout the film, you sort of under, you, you get to understand bits of her past life, let's say, and everything. And it, it, the film explains that well. The film explains that well, sorry. Um... But it is her performance in this is incredible, and oh, I just have to point out that, that there's a dance scene between her and Mark Ruffalo, and that is just iconic already. It is just oh, I, every film deserves a dance scene, you know. It but it's fantastic. The dance scene in this one was brilliant. You know, it was. I. I've never watched a film, I've never watched anything like this. And I mean that in a good way. Poor Things is unlike anything I've ever seen. Just, you know, as I said, with the story, the writing and the performances, but also the visuals and the costume design and the prosthetics, like the way that Willem Dafoe um, looked and the prosthetics they did on his face and everything was just incredible. You know... I'm so glad that I got to see this. I mean, it, if this if I saw this last year when it was the initial release, but that was in America, it comes out this weekend for the UK, that would have easily been in my top five films of last year. But I think this year, like it will definitely be in my top 10 for definite because there's no, I have never seen anything like this before in terms of everything, you know. I mean, I, I mean, Props to the sex coordinators, whatever you want to call them, because, you know, watching it, you're just like, holy hell, am I watching a porno here or am I watching a film? Because some of the scenes, it was crazy how real it looked for the sex scenes. And you're probably thinking, what the hell are you talking about? But it's like, they're obviously, they're not real. Not in films anyway, but it was just, those, like, as wild and raunchy as they were, how... Even they were performed was unbelievable, but the but you know the whole film itself was just incredible. The cinematography in this film, the way that this film was shot, it was beautiful. It was just you know the visuals were a feast for the eyes, and they were very fluorescent and vibrant. You know, and how this film was shot as well. You know, like the I I I could be wrong when I say this. But the peephole camera shot on certain scenes was just incredible, and then like how the camera is positioned and how the characters are in in the in the frame it was absolutely incredible. You know, I just want to make it clear now. I'm probably going to say the word "incredible" a lot in here, but it was it, it was just 
unbelievable. It was extraordinary. It left me speechless because, as I've said, as I've stated, and I'll probably be stating a whole lot, it is unlike anything I've ever seen, you know, the costumes, the costume design and everything is just incredible. I, it wouldn't surprise me if it won Best Costume at the at the Oscars. I, I think it, did it win at the Golden Globes? I'm not too sure. I don't even think they have a category for that at the Golden Globes, but... The point that still stands is that if it doesn't, it it should win best costume design for that because, you know, just the details in what they wear and stuff and it's just, it is, I mean, it's, it's dialogue driven. It is a sci-fi black comedy. I would have used the word dystopian because it's not in typical land, if that makes sense. It It, it kind of feels like it's, I don't know how to describe it. I don't want to say dystopian because it's not in the future. But um, I don't know how you would describe poor things. To call it insane or bombastic or why I mean, I would only say it's wild in terms of the sex scenes like, and in terms of how they're shot are wild. But I wouldn't be sure how to describe poor things because... It's really, I don't know, it's just, it really is just an incredible film. It is probably one of, one of the best films I've watched. I mean, I can't compare it to Yorgos's other films, because I haven't watched his other films. But I've heard a lot about them, and how they're different, and... I would would say for, for this film, Poor Things, it was definitely unique, and was unique and it was new and it was just something that I don't think we'd have seen we've seen much in films in terms of you know how they're done you know most film I, I don't I really don't know how to describe it. It, it but but I think the one thing I would point out with this is that this film is not going to be for everyone and I can sort of understand why some may not like this as I said some might get offended at the sex scene some might just find it dull or boring. And, you know, that's fine. You know, you're, you're within your right to say that. But I think if you're a... I would say if you're if you're a fan of Yorgos's films, I think you will definitely love this. If, you, if you're a fan of Emma Stone and Willem Dafoe and Mark Ruffalo, then I think you will definitely like this. But it's a weird one. It's, just, it's, just, it's, it's really hard to describe something like this. I mean... You know, the writing, though, the writing is just fantastic. The writing is incredible. How, how, how do I say this? How the actors uh, pronounce their words and say their words, you know, especially Emma Stone, who plays Bella Baxter, who is our main um, protagonist, how she uses her, the way that she uses her vocals on the words, it's going to sound too technical, I'm sorry for that, but there's a specific way how she says the words and stuff, and how she speaks, and how she talks, and stuff like that, it's incredible, she's probably, in fact, Emma Stone is probably one of the the best actresses of our time, her range is incredible, and she's just brilliant in everything she does, she really, really is fantastic in this film, and deserves all the praise 
for this she's always been a fantastic actress but for this you know this is unlike anything i've ever seen her do in this before and how she plays bella baxter and everything like that it's it's incredible she is absolutely brilliant in this film emma stone man she's just she's incredible she's one of the the best actresses of, of our time she's fantastic she deserves all the love she, as I said, she won the Golden Globe for this, and she rightfully deserved it because I think she gave a, a terrific performance. Not not even terrific. She gave a incredible performance. Willem Dafoe. I mean, there's not much to say about with him because Willem Dafoe is anything is is good in anything he's in. Anything that he's in, he just nails it. But he plays this part really well. He plays, um, God as as he, as uh, Bella refers him, but. He plays the scientist and he's fantastic in this, you know, his accent, the way that he looks, the prosthetics on his face are incredible, you know, just, he always, he's always brilliant in everything he's in, he never misses at all, when anything, he, he could be in a bad film, but he wouldn't be bad, he would just nail it, he would, he just did a fantastic job in this film, I mean, and, I mean, if you're not familiar with Willem Dafoe, he played the Green Goblin in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man films. Come on now. Um, but he's also been in a bunch of other films, like a lot of Wes Anderson films and uh, Platoon, uh, Oliver Stone's Vietnam War. He's 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 fantastic. He was also in Spider-Man No Way Home as well. Uh, and he played, I think, it's, uh, At Eternity's Gate, I think, the the Vincent van Gogh film, which if you haven't watched that, I would highly recommend that film because he's just extraordinary in that. But he's also incredible in this. Um, and Mark Ruffalo. Now, see, here's the thing, and this is what drives me mad, is that people say that Mark Ruffalo, uh, like people are only just realising how good of an actor Mark Ruffalo is because obviously he played the Hulk in the MCU, which is probably what he's most known for. But the thing is, Mark Ruffalo's always been a good actor. He's always been great in everything that he's also been in as well. And I also think he won the Golden Globe as well for for this as well. But as I said, he's always been great in, like, just because, you know, people, uh, certain actors or actresses have been in the MCU does not mean that they're not good in anything else or they're just known for that mark ruffalo has been around for for a long time and he's great there's one film that i watched back in 2019 called dark waters which i really really loved and thought he gave a tremendous performance in that he was also incredible in zodiac which if you've not watched that it's a great film to watch but he was he was just he was really funny in this as well actually he was really funny in this but he was but his performance in this film was just incredible it really really was incredible all for me like there are other actors there are the rest of the cast are also good um even margaret kelly who i hope i've said that right even her little bit of the film even that little small part that she has she still gives a great job in this she still does a great job in this everyone does a great job in this but it is emma stone's performance who is it was just incredible. It's an extraordinary performance, and it's unlike anything I've ever seen of hers and stuff and everything like that. 
you know, the entire cast is great. She's also really funny in this as well, actually. I, I, I managed to point that out. Emma Stone in this is, is really funny. Just the stuff that she does and... Excuse me, she's just fantastic. But Mark Ruffalo is... He also is fantastic in this film as well. I, I, put, I said this on my Twitter before, actually, that I'd noticed that there was either a reference or a homage to uh, a streetcar named Desire, uh, 19, is it 1953? I think it's a 1953 film with Marlon Brando in it. Um, and in the scene, uh, you know, he's shouting, you know, it's the whole Stella, Stella. And uh, if, you, if you've never seen The Streetcar Named Desire, I'd also recommend that. But there's also a, a similar t scene to that that I felt there was a reference where Bell, where um, Mark Ruffalo's character, I forgot his name, where he's shouting Bella as well. And it, it I just, you know, just little references like that I noticed because I, I, I remember watching it when I was watching it in the cinema and I was like, is that a reference to Streetcar Named Desire? Because I feel like it is. I mean, it might be, it might not be, I don't know. It could just be that that's how it was in, intended. I don't know. Someone said it might have been intentional, so, you know, it, it probably was. But I love that. I, I love when films reference other films, but no, it, it was great to see that. I mean, everyone was, it was packed out. It was pretty packed, actually. I, I got to say, when I was in the cinema and I went in the thing, I was like, wow, really, a lot of people have come out to watch this, which was great, you know, I'm... It was fantastic to see that. I was like, people do want to watch films like this. And it was great. Some people, you know, a lot of talking and stuff, murmuring as they were walking out. I'm one of those people that wait till the end and to the credits do my little reviews on Twitter and Letterboxd. But, you know, Poor Things was just unbelievable. The score in this as well by, no, I hope I've said this right, Jerskin Fendricks. Good God almighty. The music... The way that it was used in the violins and the... I don't know what this man did, but this man just made an inc one of my This is one of my favourite scores of all time. This is one of my favourite scores. It's incredible. You know, just the... I don't know how this man did this score, but this score was just unbelievable. This score was incredible. And I really, really loved um, how he made it as well. And, you know... I'm because obviously, as I've stated a lot, I'm a big composer. I'm a, I'm a big music guy, and and I'm an aspiring composer myself. But the score was unlike anything I've ever heard for a film. And again, I think poor, th the whole, the whole film of poor things was unlike anything I've ever seen before. The whole film was unlike anything I've seen before. It's an extraordinary piece of filmmaking. It is a masterpiece, and it is cinema, and it is incredible. If you can get past the sex scenes and take it for what the film is and enjoy in its awe of beauty in terms of the cinematography, the visuals, the writing, the prosthetics, the costume designs, the performances, the story, you will love this film. If the sex scenes offend you, well, the rest of the film is probably not going to be for you then, which is fine. It's totally fine. But this film was just incredible really it's incredibly well shot in fact i would actually say it's beautifully well shot because the scenes in this there's one scene when they're on the boat the camera zooms out and it just shows you the camera and uh, the camera zooms out and it shows you the boat with the water and the 
and the uh, the dark cloud over it and everything. But it's how it's positioned and how it's done, and it's just incredible. You know, the when they go to is it Lisbon? I think it's when they go to Lisbon, and just the different colors, the color palettes is just extraordinary. You know, it is fantastic. As I said, it is it is it is funny in in certain bits. There's a bit in it when a baby's crying and Bella jumps up. And she goes, "I must punch that baby now," <laughs> and you're just like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like, which is just wild. Um, but it's fantastic. the The dance scene is iconic. I was like, I want to learn that. I I, I was like, I want to learn how they did that, and I want to learn it myself. It was great. But poor things, it was just, I don't know, I, I, it really left me speechless. And it's still leaving me speechless now, thinking about it, you know, just the from the score, the visuals, the cinematography, everything about this film was just incredible. It is, you know, for a film that's 2021, I want to say it's dialogue driven, but there is motive behind it and everything. You know, Bella Baxter, she's finding her way through... Um, she's finding her way through life and everything. And she's not, you know... She's experiencing life and everything like that. There are so many funny fo funny moments in this film that... I think... it cause, How do I say this? It doesn't try to be funny. It is funny. Like... Like when she blurts out how she's been whoring around over Paris and you're like... <laughs> But it's the way that she says it and the way that she performs it and delivers it. And it's just, you know, as I said, she, you know, she's finding her way through life and stuff like that. And she's never, as uh, the scientist Willem Dafoe character explains, that she's an experiment. But, the, but then you also find out more about that and everything. And it's just, it is, it is incredible. The, uh, how Yorgos made this is incredible. I did read that apparently one scene was meant to be re-edited for the UK release. Now, I don't know how graphic the scene was, but from what I understand, it was every the, the scene that they apparently re-edited, I don't know if it was, because I don't know. So that's one thing to look out for. It was something to do with uh, how uh, a father was showing his two boys how to have sex, but apparently that caused a bit of a stir with the BBFC, British Board Film Classification, as, uh, it, was it 1978, Children's Acts or something in film or something? So I don't know what the ad, because they, they do show that, but I don't know like what exactly was edited, because obviously I haven't seen the version that was shown in American, uh, in America cinemas. Um, I don't know. I'm a bit on. I'm a bit confused by that one, but, um, which is why I say that the film is wild because you know, it's a funny one. You know, it it is wild and definitely raunchy. I wouldn't say erotic. Erotic's not the word, but wild and raunchy is definitely the word. The words I would describe it. It's definitely not for everyone, as I've stated before. You know, it's really is a film of its own, even though it's deemed as a comedy drama, science fiction or black comedy, it really is just its own film, you know, everything from the first shot 
to the end and it really is just a, a, a visual for the eyes a treat for the eyes you know some scenes i was in there i'm like i'm just like they're going like going wow this was like how did they do that shot how do you do that shot the people shot there's like a I don't know how you would describe this shot, but it's almost like a fishbowl shot. If you know, you know. If you don't, don't worry. But this film was just incredible. And I really wish I'd gone to see this last year, but the the wait was definitely worth it. You know, I'm trying hard not to like repeat myself in this, but I cannot tell you how much that this film was just it was just incredible. I'd never seen anything like this before. There are some films that, I mean, I've noticed that I say that with, with some films, but Poor Things is unlike anything I've ever watched. And I and I think it's another film that I could definitely go through and watch again and probably watch again because it's just, it's how, it's how well this film is shot and the visuals and everything. It's just incredible. I don't want to say it's bizarre, because it doesn't feel like it. To describe poor things is hard for me to... Even I'm struggling to explain this film. Because it's not... To some people, it might be bizarre. But I think if you like these type of films... Where they're very different from others... Then I don't think you would call it bizarre. I certainly wouldn't call it bizarre. I would say that it's an important piece of filmmaking and I would say that it is incredibly well shot as I've said so many times but it is fantastic it's just it's really really well shot it's incredible you know how the camera is used in this film throughout the 2 hours and 21 minute runtime is just exquisite it's it's incredible it's it's extraordinary it really stands on its own two feet where if you show this to someone they'd be like what is this what is this you know it's really hard to describe how this film is because it's just truly one of a kind it's its own thing and i would love for yogas to to make films like this like i really would like Apparently he's got his next film in order with Emma Stone uh, working with him again. But it is just... It's just incredible. It's extraordinary. And unlike I've ever seen it in my life, it is... It's a, I would say that it's a masterclass in directing and and writing as well. A masterclass in acting as well, actually, because the performance in this film are just incredible. The performances are just brilliant. Even, do you know what, actually? Remy Youssef in this film, I know a lot of people don't give him a lot of talk on this. His performance in this film was just incredible. You know, despite the fact that he's sort of, let's say, a side character. But his character is just as important as the rest are as well, because he gets close with Bella and... um the scientist, I mean, I'm intrigued if there's any extended scenes with him and Bella and the doctor, uh, the, the scientist, or if there's any deleted, deleted scenes with him, I don't know, but he just nailed it. Uh, he was fantastic, Remy Youssef. I, I I, would say the only gripe I had was that the, maybe there was just a, uh, I wanted a bit more scenes with him, but he was just fantastic, you know, 
And as I said, Mark Ruffalo was incredible. He was very funny in this film. There's a bit, I think it's in the trailer, where Bella slaps him and he just like looks at him and goes, oh, and it's just great. It's the timing and everything. It's perfect. It's, it's, it's fantastic. But I don't know. It's just, Poor Things is just a, is a film in its own lane. It cannot be compared to anything. Um... If I'm correct as well, I, I think it was based on a book as well, which I briefly looked at, which might be interesting to look at. But this film cannot be compared to anything because it's in its own lane. It's And I say that because how it's done and how it's shot, it's just, you couldn't compare this to anything else. In fact, you, I don't think you could compare this to anything uh in the last 20 years. I don't even think you could compare this to any of Wes Anderson's films because his films are very unique and different and they're in their own lane. Poor Things is just unbelievable. And it's extraordinary, as I've been saying a lot, because it really, really is. And it deserves all the praise and the hype. The best, you know, I, I'm a big lover of cinema, but I love those films that are completely different from other films. And you can tell when other films are different. Even just within the first frame shots of this film, you know that you're not watching a typical film. You know you're watching something special from this. At least that's what I got from this film, was that you wasn't watching a, f a film. You were, you were being stepped into another world. And I think that's what really stuck, stuck out the most for me, was that you were trans... Uh, you were transformed or uh, what's the word yes transformed right i probably i think it is transformed no what's the word transferred it that's it transferred into this new into this world in this science fiction land and it was just you know you're taking into a new world where it's different you know it lo it looks very different and i don't know how you would describe it as much, I mean, I feel like I've done my best to describe it to you, but I think, I don't know, it's just, this film was just incredible. From the very first shot, I just, I, you know, I just looked at this and thought, we're watching a master at work. It is a fantastic film. It is beautifully well shot. The cinematography is incredible. Just how it's made and stuff and everything, how the camera is used in this film, the different you know, oh, that was another thing, the different contrasts between black and white and coloured, and you're just like, oh, it's incredible. You know, it really took my breath away when you, when you watch it, just the scene, just the certain shots, how the camera is and everything like that. It was just incredible. It really, really was an incredible film. I would definitely watch this again. In fact, I'm off next week. I think I would happily go and watch it again um, I'd happily watch it again, you know, but I think that with this film, it was just, it was definitely a masterpiece for me. It was a masterclass in acting, writing, and directing. The, 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 I have never seen a film like, quite like this before, but it was fantastically well. It was, it really, really was. I'm, I'm sorry for, I keep repeating it a lot, but it was great. It really was phenomenal. And I'm just glad that, you know, I was able to watch this 
and was given the chance to watch this as an unlimited screening. It is out this weekend, just to point out. So if you are planning to do, to watch it, go and watch it. It is out this weekend. But it was fantastic. You know, it really, really was fantastic. And I couldn't, I, I just, I would happily see that again. You know, if you, if you're into film and, or if, sorry, if you're an aspiring director and you want to study a film, go and study this film because how this film is shot in terms of the camera, the camera angles, the effects, what the, the camera shots that are used in this film, this film should definitely be studied and how it's made and everything like that. Even the performances should be studied, especially Emma Stone's character, um, it's just extraordinary, you know, and it was just, oh, I'm speechless. I would happily see this film again. It was truly incredible, really, really was incredible. And I think, you know, as I've said, if, if you can, if you can get past the sex, okay. If you can't, that's also okay. If you like these films where they're in their own its lane and they're unique and you love these type of films, then I think you will definitely love this. And I think this is definitely the film for you. It's hard to explain films like this. In fact, when I was watching this, this is one thing I noticed that when I was watching this, I realized that films like this aren't being made, you know, where they're completely in their own lane and everything like that, despite it being... Uh, the fact that it's, you know, based off a bug, it doesn't matter. It is, I, I think it is anyway, I could be wrong by that. But the fact that how this film is made and how this film is uh, shot, it just, it's incredible. And we need directors like Yorgos uh, Lanthimos in, 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 the, in cinema, you know, he makes, Killing of a Sacred Deer is, a, is just a fantastic film. You know, again, the cinematography in that is incredible. The sound, the score is amazing. The casters are they're amazing, and the story and the writing is incredible. I would also watch that. His films are very, from what I've understood from watching this, is that it felt, I felt that as him as a director, it was very unique, and something that I don't think we've seen before, and I think something we should see more often. But this, if you get the chance to watch this, go and watch it. It is fantastic. You know, I would just, in fact, actually, it was funny because there, there was the guy who sat ne who was sat next to me who eventually left. And they said something about, uh, he said something about the sex scenes. He went, well, they could have told us about this. And I was like, <laughs> it literally like comes up saying the film, the rating, and then what it contains. So, uh, but no. Aside from all that, Poor Things is an incredible film with a fantastic cast, with an in, uh, with an extraordinary performance from Emma Stone, but also an, an extraordinary performance from Mark Ruffalo, Willem Dafoe and Remy Youssef. It is just fantastic. If you get the chance to watch this and you're in the UK, please go and watch this. It is fantastic. It is really really fantastic and I personally think you will enjoy this if you like these type of films you know so but I think that pretty much brings everything to to its end other than me just saying that it's an extraordinary film and 
I think you should watch it as well. Oh, I meant to point out as well that Emma Stone produced this as well. And uh, Yorgos Antimos produced this. I always forget that. But they, uh, I forgot that before. But they produced, uh, they both produced it, which was great. But yeah, that no, that pretty much brings everything, uh, everything up to the end. This has been episode two of Cinema Conversations with Poe. Um, Poor Things, it's out this weekend. If you get the chance to watch it, go watch it. It's a fantastic film. I really think you'll like it. Just, you know... If you don't like the sex scenes, fair enough. Full disclaimer that they are quite wild and raunchy to say the least. Um, but yeah, I I personally think you'll enjoy it if you like those type of films and stuff. But go in it there with a with a clear mind and an open mind, you know. Stay away from the trailers. <laughs> no, I'm joking. The trailer, the trailer. One thing actually, I will say this: the trailer didn't give away half as much. The trailer just explained enough to give you what the film is about. The film itself, you know. The film speaks more for itself. Because when you can watch a trailer and you can be like, oh, wait, they're showing too much. And then you watch this and you're like, oh, the trailer barely touches anything on this. But, yeah. As I said, I think this pretty much brings a, this, uh, brings a wrap up to episode two of Cinema Conversations with Poe. Um, but, yeah. Great film. It's, a, it's an extraordinary film. One that left me uh, speechless. It's a masterpiece. Filled with incredible performances, the writing is incredible, the story and the cinematography and the music are phenomenal, the costume design and the prosthetics are unbelievable. So that pretty much wraps everything up. So I just want to say thank you so much for listening in, for tuning into this. I really appreciate it. It means the world to me. Thank you so much. Um, I've got, I'm tempted to see Oppenheimer or Wonker again. I don't know, uh, between the two because after, I mean, I've got Oppenheimer on Blu-ray, but after seeing about it when, and it's back in cinema, I thought, you know what? I just treat myself to Oppenheimer again. (laughs) So, but anyway, listen, I hope you're all well. I hope you're having a great week so far. We are on Wednesday. Uh, we're almost halfway through the week. I hope you're all having a great week. Uh, a great week so far, sorry. I've got The Beekeeper on Thursday. David Ayer's latest film, which I'm really excited for that, actually. Um, there's also The Colour Purple that comes out this this week. Uh, not this week, sorry, on the 23rd. And there's also The Iron Claw with... Uh, the, there's a secret screening. And there's also another unlimited screening that is out on the 20th, which I unfortunately won't be able to make that one, which I'm a bit bummed about, but hey-ho. But anyway, that pretty much brings it up to wraps everything up. I would have said, poor things, masterpiece. Go watch this film. It's fantastic. And I will see you in episode three uh, about of my review and thoughts on uh, The Beekeeper. Thanks for being everyone. I'll see you in the next everyone. Toodles.